Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Evening and welcome to a late night spicy edition of Advantage Connors. Here with my co-host as always, Jimmy Connors. How are you? Hey, uh, I've had a good day. I'm, uh, I'm uh, making a comeback. I'm, uh, I've had a good day, so it's good to be with you, brother. Yeah, good to be with you too. Coming to you a little, uh, we're recording later than normal. I got gold dude Isabella uh, sitting next to me uh, on the on the floor here, keeping me company, ready to talk some uh, Advantage Connors goodness. So what do you want to talk about today? Let's see. In the news, we got a little tennis news with our friend Boris Becker. Did you see this story? Yeah, I did. And, and uh, you know, it, I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I feel so bad because, you know, over the years I did, uh, first of all, you know, uh, towards the end uh, of my career, I was able to play against Boris and, and played some good matches with him and uh, traveled and played some exhibitions and, and so forth. And, uh, and, and then, uh, later on when we had both gotten away from the competitive part of the game, I did, I worked Wimbledon with him for the BBC and, you know, really, uh, you know, got to, you know, got to hang him you know, for somebody that's, uh, that's, you know, quite a bit younger than I am, you know, got to, to hang with him and, and, uh, and get to know him quite well. And, and, uh, you know, and, and you also, Brett, I mean, you, you traveled with me when I played some exhibitions with him and, and, uh, you know, to, to see something like that happen. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's heartbreaking and, uh, you know, I, I hope things work out well for him. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So just if people don't know the story is, uh, you know, he might, he looks like he's facing some jail time because of hiding some assets that he said he didn't have, uh, when dealing with, uh, bankruptcy and, and all that stuff. I don't really know too many of the details, uh, kind of don't really want to, but like you said, yeah, yeah, he was, I mean, I, as far as I'm, in my interactions with him as a kid, he was always really, really kind to me. I remember he would always come up, come up to us in, in the locker room or wherever we were at and, and, you know, make a point to, to say hello to me and, you know, just, you know, obviously cause I'm your kid and everything like that, but still, you know, he made, made you feel like, uh, you know, like you were seen, you know, and he's like, yeah, uh, you were part of it. Yeah. You were part of what was going on. And, and, uh, yeah, he was, he was always good like that. And, and, uh, you know, his, his tennis was, you know, he burst on the scene and, uh, you know, at 17 years old and, you know, uh, won, won Wimbledon and, 
you know, uh, he made a career out of, uh, you know, out of winning titles and, and winning matches and things. And yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I, I, you're right. I, I don't really want to know a lot of, you know, what happened, you know, but, uh, you know, all I know is, is uh, you're looking back, you know, he was, uh, you know, he, he, you know, I consider him a friend and, you know, to, uh, you know, to hope, hope the best for him and, 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 uh, you know, whatever, whatever comes his way. I hope he's, uh, I, I hope he comes out uh, the right way. I hope he comes out on top. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> real quick. I mean, one of our favorite stories, me and you traveling together, it, it goes a little bit back. I think I was seven, six, seven, eight years old. Do you remember we were, uh, I remember flying in a private jet to go to play exhibition with you against Boris and like, yeah, Tyriac, it was me, you, Tyriac and Becker in the plane. I can't mm-hmm. remember where we went. We went to like Munich. It wasn't Berlin. Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Right. Cause we got the good right. hot dogs at the airport. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Almost. The we used to. We used to. Yeah. We used to fly through Frankfurt on the way home on purpose just to get two of like those good foot long hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> I know they were great. <laughs> but so we fly to Frankfurt, right? You're playing Boris. I'm sitting on the 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 court with you. Remember? I'm like yep. sitting. I'm like you know like your your coach sitting on the court at seven or eight years old, and uh, the jet lag was brutal. And so uh, midway through the match, uh, jet lag hits Breders hard. And I go take a couple towels and put them on the floor behind the chair, behind the chairs, and 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 like take a nap, right? And then what happened? Well, uh, I, I uh, we crossed, and I'm looking for you, and and uh, waiting to go uh, go out and start playing again, and I can't find you, and and so I I, I have the, <laughs> I called Tyriac over and, and the people with the tournament, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm out here playing, you know, I, I thought you guys were going to help me keep an eye on Brent and. You know, Brett had disappeared. So, you know, to you know, but to make a long story short, five or six games later, all of a sudden they're raising their hand, going and they're pointing. It, it, we, you were behind the bench and between the chairs, and and they they saw you six games later. You were passed out. But, right. Uh, yeah, but it, you know, just 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 a little uh, a little extra stress. You know, I'm, I'm playing Becker in front of twenty thousand people in in Germans. Frankfurt. Yeah, and, and, exactly. Uh, and, 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 and I can't find you. So just a little extra <laughs> stress to go with the afternoon. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's good, just, it's good a, memories though. Good memories. Good though. memories. I mean, I, I hope it works out. Cause you know, I always think of, <clears throat> think of him as a, as a good dude uh, growing up and, and I hate to see him have these troubles, but you know, if he did the wrong thing, I guess he's got to deal with it. But uh, moving on, uh, what do you think? Talk to me a little bit about Madrid. Uh, they're playing in Madrid. I don't want to get into all the matches th- that much, but you liked playing in Madrid, right? It's a little different than all the other European clay court tournaments because it's in the altitude. It doesn't play yeah. exactly like the other tournaments, right? It plays faster. plays a little bit faster. The ball moves through the air a little bit quicker. And, and uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, on the clay, if the, if the clay dries out, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be like playing... Well, back in the old days, it would be like playing on a hard court, you know, bouncing and coming through and really moving fast. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I always I, I liked playing in Madrid and, you know, not not only playing the matches, but, you know, Madrid's such a great place anyway. I, I love going there. I know Spain is one of your all time favorite places to go to, Brad. And, and uh, you know, but Madrid and, and moving quick through the air and and, uh, you know, the, the you know, the you think that. That the points would be long and, and that it would be you know uh, uh, you know tough grind, but you know it, it it gives you the opportunity to kind of move in and take the ball out of the air a little bit more and you know play. I, I like playing there. I really did. It was fun. 
Yeah. Um, well, so one match I wanted to get <clears throat> your take on. I think it's a it's a good match to have you commentate. It, it happened today. If you listen to this podcast <clears throat> in a couple of days, it's going to be old. But I think the uh, the talking points are still valid. So, Mr. Andy Murray, Sir Andy Murray, played one of your one of your guys from the next gen that you like, uh, Denis Shapovalov today. Right. Well, yeah. Murray beat him. Murray beat. Like whatever, Shapovalov, 22, 23 years old. Murray's 36, right. something like that, 37, on a bionic hip, okay? Well, yeah, and so I think if anyone, you like Shappy, we've talked about Shappy before, he's lefty and, and yeah. all this stuff, and then you have a couple of hips that relate to Andy, to Andy Murray. So talk to me a little bit about both sides of, of this story and how you feel about it. Well, I, I, I'm going to take uh, Shappy first, and you know, and and I I've been kind of riding him for for a year and a half or two years now, and and I, I I like his game. I think you know he's he's got a game that can you know stand up and and really uh, you know take take charge and you know come through and win some tournaments and uh, and and you know and, and I keep riding him and riding him and waiting and waiting and and he just uh, you know he, he he you know he's not disappointing me. I mean I, I'd like to see him be successful, but you know, some of the results he has is, you know, certainly is questionable, you know, and, and, and to go out and, and to play Murray, you know, on, on, on a, on a fucking fake hip. I mean, I, I you know, I'm sitting here and I'm going, <laughs> I don't know, is Murray nuts or, you know, or what, but I mean, you know, the performance that he, that he goes out and he comes up with once in a while, I mean, you know, to beat somebody, you know, 12, 13, 14 years younger than him, you know, on a clay court, uh, you know, in Madrid where, you know, we talked about it. It can be fast. It can be on clay, but you know, who really knows what it's going to be like. And, and, but he's, he's out there playing on, on a, you know, on a fake hip like that. And, you know, for, you know, for me, Brad, maybe I should have gone to see his doctor. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but you know, that, that seems to me that, you know, that is, that is totally, you know, pretty close to impossible, but he's certainly proving that whatever he's doing and however he rehabbed and, whatever uh, he went through with, uh, you know, with, with getting fixed like that is certainly working, yeah. uh, you know, but, but I, I am going to say on the other side that, you know, he's putting that out there now and, and he's, you know, putting that kind of strain and that kind of pressure and, and, and uh, you know, those long hours on the court, with, you know, matches and practice or, or whatever on that hip. And, and, you know, hope, hopefully, you know, it, it holds up because, you know, he's got a long life after 36, 37, 38 years old, you know, mm. to, to hold up with that. And, and, uh, you know, but, but shit, I, I feel for him. I mean, uh, I, I like seeing a guy like that say, you know, you know, blowing everything else off and saying, I went and had this fixed. I want to go play, you know, maybe, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. If it doesn't work, I'm going to play as long as I can. And if I got to get it fixed again, I'll do that. Yep. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun story to watch, but uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it, and I hope it doesn't catch up with him, you know, to the point where, you know, it it uh, it really hurts him because you know I I've been through it on both sides, both hips, and and uh, you know sometimes it can be no picnic, and uh, you know, and he's putting that pressure on it, so you know, all the best to him, man. You know, you know that, but that goes to show, you know, I uh, you know that if you really you know have a passion for the game. And and you love the game, you know, and and you want to go out and give it your all until you can't do it anymore, and then eventually he's going to say, you know, I just can't do it anymore. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I tried everything. I'm done. You know, right. but he's not going to, he's not going to go away because somebody says he's got to go away because he's got a fake hip. <laughs> you know, right. and you know, I didn't go away because somebody said, you know, you don't have a wrist anymore. You know, get out. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't want to do that. You, you don't want to give it everything that you, you can do and try. And, and, uh, and then, and then eventually, you know, it does catch up with you, but, uh, until then, you know, go give it hell, you know, yeah. give it everything you got and, and, uh, be as successful as you can and good luck. That's the way I see it. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, he beat team in the first round. I mean, teams. Yeah, not, I mean, it's not like he, it's not like he's beating you know second tier players. No, I mean, team's not all the way back, but who cares? Team's twenty six or seven. The other guy's twenty three. Murray's got a bionic hip, and he's thirty seven or whatever. Give me a break, you know. I think right. It, I think it's uh, I think it's cool, and like people get pissed. Always going to take uh, more wild cards, but I mean, man, wouldn't you rather a guy like this? Let me let me give you a quick comparison of like the players that are going on right now. Got Andy Murray, bionic hip, 37, beating top 15 players, okay? Beating, beating mm-hmm. team, Grand Slam winner a year and a half ago. On the other right. side, this French player who last week, um, and I can't believe it remembers Belgrade or where, or Munich, Hugo Gaston, he retired six points away from the end of the match. So he uh, something happened where he went and hit a volley and his wrist kind of boom. All he had to do is play six more points. He quits, okay? Okay, his wrists hurt. He shows up at Madrid two days later, mm-hmm. loses like one and two, essentially to take his first round loser's check in a right, Masters right. 1000. So you tell well, me what you want more of, those kind of guys taking wild cards and draw spots, or Murray, who's out there on a fucking bionic hip, metal yeah. hip, giving it everything he's got at the end of his career, trying to get one more run, one more win, one more I told you so. Right. And uh, the uh, history of, of his career uh, to prove it, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's he's a four time Grand Slam champion. He's a Olympic champion. Uh, he's uh, countless tournaments, you know, that, you know, at, and a name and a draw to the event. Right. You know, so, you know, to, you know, to me, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, the end result is that goes to show. I mean, there, there's that amount of money in the game that guys are willing to do that. Right. And, you know, and, and, you know, kind of draws you in. Now I'm not, I'm not condemning that. I spent my whole career trying to get more money in the game. Right. You know, but, but not but for guys not like go not in, to have that happen. No, but if you're not going in their hole ready to play, you know, and, and to give it your all, then you know, let somebody in there who, who is, Yeah, you well, know, and, 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 and wants to. Well, I think so if, I, if you retire in a match and then like, there's another tournament, there should be some sort of rule. Like, look, if you can't make it through this match, then you probably shouldn't take a spot up three days later in another tournament. Well, like if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. not good enough to finish this next six points, it's like embarrassing because right. you could just take aces and like double fault. You know right. what I mean? Like you could just take the medicine and like get out of there and like, it was a miracle though. I mean, you know, things happen. I mean, it's fascinating know, it, it, to me. Like the people yes, are willing to yeah. let people like me say this kind of crap about them instead of just like, Hey man, just lose six, two instead of like, Hey, I'm down love 30, four, one or four, two, you know? But yeah. yeah, I like I like the fact. I mean, Murray disappears and then he comes out. I think that's just what it is. You know, his his hips probably good. He revs up and and he gets good. He gets a couple of good decent draw where he gets a guy like Shappy who loses to guys ranked below him all the time. Oh, right. Go yeah, ahead exactly. and look at Shappy's losses. Almost all of them are ranked to guys below him. Mm-hmm. Which meaning if right. you're a gambler, Shappy's like an overpriced guy. He's got name recognition. He's always really favored. He's like a pretty heavy favorite. 
And since he's always losing to guys ranked below him, he's not a good guy you want to bet on because you're having to lay so much on his wins and then you're getting crushed on his losses. Eventually, he's going to stick it to us. He will. You know, and, I mean, we want you know, him to, and, and I hope, I hope he does. I yes. hope he does, you know, and, and it, because, you know, we've been, you know, we've been touting and, and, uh, and for a couple of years now. Yeah. And, and I mean, he, I like his game. The, it's just, I'm just yeah. being honest. His, you know, like his record is up and down and, and not that consistent yeah. yet. So, well, I'd well, like they, to see you know, him come some, through. Some guys, some guys are a little later bloomers over at, you have to, you have to remember, I mean, yep. you know, he, he every, every round and, and, you know, he, you know, it's like your grandma said to me, she, uh, well, I, I remember one time she, she says that, uh, you know, about losing, you know, eventually you're going to get tired of it and you're going to figure it out. Right. <laughs> you, you know, so, you know, he, he's going to get tired of losing to guys that he shouldn't. And, and, and then he'll figure it out. And then once he figures out, uh, then, 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 then I want to be on him again, Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, because he'll, he'll get on, uh, he'll get on a good run, but, uh, I hope, I hope he uh, gets on that run soon because I, I think he's, for the game, I like his game, and uh, you know when when he goes out, he plays entertaining. And uh, but uh, you, you know, walking off, uh, you know, losing losing to guys you shouldn't. You know that that uh, you know we we all do it. It's all been done mm-hmm. by everybody. Nobody's immune to it. But that gets pretty tired, uh, tiring after a while. You get that gets a little old. And it's frustrating from him because he's got you know he's got the talent in the game. You know he's got the big game. You know like it's it's you know it's just frustrating because. I think he goes like 110 RPMs, you know, like he goes so red line, mm-hmm. you watch him play, he goes all out and, and that's what makes him good. You know, he goes for the outside of the lines and, and, you know, these crazy shots, jumping backhands and, but sometimes maybe the inside of the line, you know, sometimes yeah. 80, 80 or 80 RPMs, you know, what might be good enough to get yeah. you the win, you know? So I think once he learns like the little variety and that, you know, he doesn't, it's like with golf, you know, like, you know, you don't always have to swing like John Daly. What did we used to say? 75% before yeah, we'd swing? Yeah, 90% ball. Yeah. yeah. Grandma always used to say, hit that 90% ball. Yeah. You, you know, always save that little extra for when it really counted. And, and uh, yeah, but, you know, it's, you know, but I, I go back and that's the way I was taught. That, that's a different game now, Brett. Yeah, you know, you know that. You watch it as, as much, if not more than anybody. And you see these guys, you know, when they, you know, when, when they rev the engine, you know, there there's, there's no coming down. It stays up on the red line, and uh, and that's the way they play. And 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 they're willing to you know to do or die with that uh, with that style. You know, there's a lot of players yeah. who play that way. Both both tours, uh, women and men. Um, and back to what you said, I, you know, it made me think randomly. I watched this episode years ago. Ice Road Truckers, terrible show about people just driving on ice. But the guy, this one episode, the guy said something where he was like training, uh, training one of the new drivers or something. And the driver put, went right to like six gear. He like, just boom, right to six gear. And the guy's like, no, no, no. Like just go fourth. And then, you know, like maybe go, you know, work your way to fifth and then you'll stay there. And he's like, no, why? And he's like, well, don't you want to have somewhere to go? You right. know what I mean? Like if you're already maxed out, you have less options. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and yeah. it was interesting the way he said it. It's like what you say, like, like 75% on the swing or 90% ball with grandma, like that way you have, well, like, well, now I need that a little extra. I have it. So yep. ice road Always truckers. Something in reserve. Yeah. Well, all right. Here, well, here's, some, here's something in reserve for you. What do you think of this? What do you, what do you think of Greg Norman? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the best golfer in the world. And, uh, for, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. A few two, years uh, back in the day. Yeah. A couple, a couple hundred weeks and, and a winner of two British opens. 
looking to to get a a, a shot at playing another British Open. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, I'm surprised he doesn't have an exemption. Did he just run out or something like that? I thought like if you uh, win, yeah. you not get it forever. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I guess. I, I guess. Yeah, I think it's like a ten year exemption. Oh, or something. and it just but, ran out, maybe. Because I, I saw that you, they said he's going to have to qualify if he wants to play, which seems like. Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of it'd be a, a cool draw, you know, for, for sure. people to tune in. Because if you remember, you know, what is it, uh, five, six, six, seven years ago, he was uh, wasn't he in the lead after the third round? Right, he made a run a while back. I can't remember. I can look yeah, it yeah, he made he made a good run, and and uh, it would be you know to you know for somebody to to step away and not play the tournament for you know I don't know how many years it's been since he's really been out there and played. You know to to go back and and to you know want want to I mean uh, want to show what he's got in his expertise and and with his with his record of what he's done. You know, you know it was like uh, you know back in. Back in '91, Brad. I mean, uh, the year I was out, I dropped 174, and I needed a wild card to get into the Open. Mm-hmm. You know, well, give, why, why not? What would it hurt? What would it hurt to, you know, to give him a wild card and, and to, you know, uh, let him come? I mean, he's he, he certainly has paid his dues. Not lately, right. you know. And 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 then on the other hand, certainly there's a lot of great young talent coming up that would deserve that spot too. I I get both sides. You know, don't, mm-hmm. don't cut me in half, you know, yeah. don't, you know, don't cut me in half for not uh, thinking I don't get both sides, but it would, it would certainly be an intriguing story, you yeah. know, to, to have somebody who's been away for that long and uh, to think that, you know, all of a sudden they want to go up against the great young players of today, you know, from Dustin Johnson to Scotty Scheffler to uh, Justin Rom. Thomas, you know, to, uh, you know, all, all the, uh, uh, Bruce, uh, Brooks, uh, Kepka, you know, Rom. You know, and, and guys like that, and and all the guys who have made their name, you know, over the past five or six years, and have somebody come out, you know, from, you know, from behind the woodshed, yeah. you know, and say, "Hey, let let me give it a go one more time." Yeah. Kind of cool. Kind yeah. of a cool story. Uh, I just looked it up. His last, the last time he played was '09 at Turnberry, and '08 is when he uh, he held the 54 hole lead at Royal Birkdale before finishing uh, third to Patty Harrington, the year Harrington wow. won. So yeah, I mean it's it's weird. Like I don't think he's played an actual event that has ranking points in like ten years. So it's like it's one of those like is he just doing it to like do it or is he like playing well? Because like if he's been playing, if his game's in order and like you know he's really really like taking it serious, then like sure give him a spot. He's a two time champion and maybe this is his last. You know like if he goes out and doesn't play well, probably can't pull the same move next year. You know this right. that might be it. You know, I think Nicholas. But I, I Nicholas, would think he's got way, way too much pride to uh, to not have been working on his game to go in there and just take a flyer. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I think, think Nicholas he's got way is, too much pride. I think he's sixty, right? Is that what I think Norman's like sixty? And, and Nicholas's uh, uh, last, uh, yeah. Nicholas's last year, he was sixty-five. Um, I think, and then Tom Watson was fifty-nine, I think, or sixty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a good story. I mean, it's just, I think if. You just uh, want to know if he's, if he's, I mean, he takes his health and everything so serious. He's always in such good shape. So you're probably right. He's yes. not going to do it unless he's like ready to go. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, that would draw me. I mean, I, I, I want to watch it anyway. I, I'm going to get up no matter what time. In, in the You'll middle be of the up night. pacing in the middle yeah. of the night watching it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, driving your mom crazy. And, and, uh, but, uh, but that would, that would draw me in a, a little bit more, you know, if, if, if he was teeing it up to, you know, just to see, you know, what he had and, and, and how, 
what he has stacks up against the greats of today. It'd be great. It'd be a great story. Yep. So, yeah, but, but I, like I do that. have to tell you, since we're on the golf, uh, I'm, I'm out of my boot. I think we we talked about that for, for my Achilles heel, mm-hmm. and I went out and I I played golf today, and and uh, I got 12 holes, 12, 13 holes in, which was good. And I hate to even tell you this, Brett, I got uh, three new wedges, <laughs> the new the new tailor mades. You okay. know, for me to give up for me to give up my my Mickelson. My Mickelson grinds, you know, you know, I got to find something that's pretty good. Nice. And, 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 uh, I walked in uh, to the pro shop today and, and, uh, and, and they had them uh, unwrapped and, and ready for me to go and use. And, and I'm telling you, they're spectacular. Nice. They, they, they were, they were really, really some, uh, you know, it was, you know, for me, I mean, it's, uh, I don't hit the ball far, so I got to uh, count on my, my wedge game and I got a, a 60, a 58 and a 56. And uh, I, I just got to dial it in a little bit, but uh, yeah, they they were uh, they they worked pretty pretty darn good for the first day, pretty good. Damn, you didn't so you didn't want to go sixty four. I've had a good I've had a good day. <laughs> I haven't had a day like this in, in in quite some time. So I've had a good day. Nice. And I'm happy to tell you about it. It's nice, good. That's uh, yeah. I got a new thing. Uh, I've started Rancho Park, one of the most played on golf courses in the country every year, is about two miles exactly from where I live. So my new thing is I walk two miles. I take four, three, four, five clubs. I walk. I go hit a large bucket, and then I walk home. So I get a little sun. I'm outside. I get some exercise, and I hit some balls. So that that was what I did today. Again, that was fun. Uh, and so I need to we That's need to play perfect. when I see you. But uh, one one last crazy story about my our week here uh, in Advantage Connors Land. Um, you introduced me to uh, an NFT friend. Somehow you introduced me. You're the you're the man introducing me to the NFT guys. Uh, <laughs> you, our friend, you know something's wrong there. Well, that's what Melina said. Like uh, I've been talking. Our friend JJ, you introduced me to JJ. He's from Santa Barbara. He lives up north, right. in Northern California now. Melina was saying like how random that that, you, that you're the one who introduced me, you know, to this great NFT connection. So whatever. So we've been texting and, and chatting and becoming like good NFT buddies. Uh, he's got his own collection that's uh, on OpenSea. That's it's like a called crypto shack it's kind of like a, a play on uh, caddyshack and and a lot of the characters kind of look and are based in like gophers and, and, and stuff it's kind of fun check it out but anyways there's um there was a you know the board ape yacht club we've talked about it before they're kind of yes. like the the you know the cream of the crop of all the nft collections that go for like over a hundred eth these crazy amounts for these monkey mm. pictures so they were having their first digital land drop so they, mm. they created their own metaverse, or they are in the process of creating their own metaverse. And uh, it, it, is, it was like the biggest thing of, of the week, but there's always another biggest thing of the week, so it'll die down and there'll be something next week. But so it's this huge deal, but to get on it, you had to fill out this form like a month or six weeks ago, and it was kind of vague. You didn't know that it was really for this, you know, and you didn't exactly know. So not everyone did it. I didn't do it. JJ did not do it. So we needed to find someone out there in the universe who had, it's called KYC. Like, I don't even know what it stands for, but what it means is you, you dox yourself. You, you send in a picture and your ID, you, you confirm that it's really you. And then mm-hmm. um, it allows you to participate in this uh, digital land <laughs> drop. And so, and so JJ tracks down one guy in his, uh, in his community who has access. And then I put a tweet out 
and I just say, hey, anybody out there in, in LA or California <clears throat> have this thing? And one guy from San Diego replies and he's like, yeah, I got it. And it's a, like, we're making a deal. We're talking like ETH and money and like where we're going to meet. And like, I'm trying to call people in San Diego to see if they can meet. I called Martin. I was going to go have him sit with this guy while he minted this digital land. He's out golfing with like, with labor or something. And, uh, and so I'm like, so the guy agrees to meet me. He's like, well, you know what? I'll just drive up and meet you. So I'm going to meet two complete strangers with my laptop to mint digital land in the Bored Ape Yacht Club metaverse, right? One guy is JJ's like connection. The other guy is this stranger off of Twitter. Right. And so like, oh, and, and so what we have to do is like transfer money to their wallets because they have the wallet access. So it's like so sketchy. It's like, and it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of a lot of money. Right. Yeah. So, so we go and I like, I go and I have scope out the Starbucks. I get there early, you know, like I'm like practicing my Kung Fu chop moves just in case <laughs> one of them tries to make a move with my computer. And, uh, and so I'm crossing the street and I, I text the guy from San Diego. I'm like, you close? And he's like, sorry, bro. I'm meeting someone down here instead. <laughs> <laughs> like at the last minute and we're like, Oh my God. So now we only have one dude, one dude comes, oh. we meet, blah, 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 whatever. The minting takes like two hours. The oh, Ethereum boy. gets caught and then this, and it takes this long. We have to do this and retransfer and buy this and swap all this stuff. I know this is lame for all you people who don't know the NFT stuff. Anyway, long story short, we mint two plots of digital land. We, we actually get them somehow. Most people didn't get them. A lot of people failed. There was a hundred million dollars in gas fees. Gas fees are what happen when you mint or when you do anything on the Ethereum network. There is a fee associated with it. That that way, right. the people who who write write it on the on the blockchain, they have to get paid. So that what it does is whoever is is willing to pay the most in fees gets front loaded to the you know top of the list, and then that one gets minted, gets created. Wow. Okay. So we end up with two plots of land, and now we're, we're I don't have any real land. I'm an, I'm an apartment dweller, but now I own some digital land in the metaverse. What do you think of that? Uh, <laughs> uh, you lost me back when you started talking. About <laughs> uh, I know you are, you are into it, and, and you've studied it, and, and you uh, and, and also Melina are, are uh, you know, just follow it nonstop, and and I and I know you do, but but uh, you know that uh, you know, I, I keep going back, you know, and just you know trying to catch up and, and think about all of that. But but obviously that's the direction they're going in, and and if if that is you know what you know what what's hot right now, like you said, it's hot now, but it might not be next week. But if if it's hot now and and you've gotten in on it, obviously it's yeah uh, you know it's a successful. Uh, a project that you put forth and it was worth the time, right? Yeah. It's, it's just one of, I mean, it's a risk. It's like a gamble, yeah. you know, you're, 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 we're kind of betting on the fact that they're the number one collection and you know, anything they do hopefully turns to gold and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, they have their own coin. They've created their own, like in their own crypto themselves. And so like, mm. you know, it's, it's a risk, but it's also completely yeah. absurd, you know, like I don't have real land, but I have digital land that's worth enough to probably buy some real land. Like I was talking, I was talking to JJ. I was like, at least there's no property tax on digital land. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yet. Oh God. 
I don't know. There's, there's, uh, well, well, you keep me posted on that. All, All right. right. Keep me posted on where it goes and, and, uh, you know, how things are going to work out. But, uh, you might yeah, get a, it, you might get a knock at the door. I might be moving back in if it goes belly up. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we got room. Come <laughs> just on back. Kidding, just kidding. You know that. But it's been, it's been, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a rough six weeks, bud. And, and, uh, but, uh, today, today was a really good day. And, and, uh, I'm happy to, to be on with you and talking to you and, and sharing it with you. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. And, and, uh, I'm off. I want to, I want to say good night right now, but, uh, it, and I, and I know you got a couple of days off and you've been working hard. So you get some rest and, and, uh, tell, tell the girls hi down there and, and give them a hug for us. But, uh, I love you. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, give me a call and, and thanks for tuning in to Advantage Connors. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Connors and and uh, ADB uh, Connors uh, on our podcast and you know uh, at at uh, Brett uh, underscore Connors on his Twitter. I'm <laughs> nice. getting that down pretty good. You right? are getting it down. I was going to say I was going to jump in. But I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, at Advantage Connors on Instagram is the only other one. Uh, follow us on all there. Yep, yeah, love talking to you. Uh, go put your feet up. To, to say hi to mom. I love and miss you guys. And I'm gonna try and get up there next week, and, and we'll play some golf. Bring your golf clubs. I'll be ready. Be waiting for you. All right. Take care. I love Bye. you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Love you too. Bye. Bye. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.